scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, as always, co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's going on? You know, it's just like old times. You and me, no Southern Bear, you know, we're going to probably not get off the rails. We're going to have tight ship tonight. Tight ship. Yeah, should be good. It'll be, nice. had, uh, It'll be nice not having like fake southern as- accents, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and he's always, you know, he's always doing those photo shoots in the background while we're recording. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to it in the college news, but ain't none of that on unofficial visits anymore. No. Make sure you go out, download, rate, and review the podcast. We only want five stars, just like our recruits. We'll take a couple fours. We're not Iowa. We don't want any threes. Um, all five stars and a couple fours. You can sprinkle in some fours. If we get too many, we might start rejecting you. So get into our quick hitter. Again, getting back to the roots. I have some players to pick from, Jacob, and the people all at home. Who am I? We are through four weeks of the NFL season, and I want you to pick between player A, player B, or player C. Okay. Player A has played in three games, 15 receptions on 20 targets, 179 yards, and zero touchdowns. Player B has played in all four games, 11 receptions on 21 targets, 121 yards, and zero touchdowns. In a full-point PPR league, player A is getting you 8.22 points per game, missed a game. Uh, Player B is getting you 5.67. Then we have player C. Four games, 33.25 rush yards, 0.25 touchdowns, 15 receptions on 19 targets for 10.25 yards, and 0.08 touchdowns, good for 8.1 points. So you can assume that player player C is a running back, 8.1 points, player A, 8.22, or player B. 5.67. Yeah, so I'll go with player A. Player A. The bear has uh, also put in. The bear wants player A. So, I forgot to write down the name because I didn't want you guys to see it. And I usually have it on a, a separate page. So, I'm going to I'm just going to go make sure I've got I've got the right person here. Well, I uh Really, really screwed the pooch on this one. But 
player A and player B are tight ends, given the the low points there. Player A, Johnu Smith. Player B, Kyle Pitts. So Jacob is a Johnu Smith fan. Everyone has heard it here on the podcast. He doesn't like Kyle Pitts. He wants Johnu Smith. So at this point, he would take Jono Smith straight up for Kyle Pitts based on the blind resume. But player C, this is where it gets fun. Wait a minute. It is. Stop. Blind resume? (laughs) I mean, you didn't know who they were. You didn't include the 1,000-yard season that he had as a rookie. Okay. (laughs) What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? What has Jono Smith ever done? He's scored 8.22 points per game this year. What? (laughs) That's also not helping me win anything. Well, all right. If you had to pick between player B and player C, which now you know it's, you know, Kyle Pitts, would you like player C based off the 33.25 rush yards, 15 receptions, and 10 yards? I don't like any of them because, like, none of them are helping you win right now. Well, player C is a combination of. Of three running backs, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Mm. and Derrick Henry. So those three players that Grimm just loves, he he puts everybody is is, so expensive to get. Those three players are getting him 8.1 points. And yeah, I did count Jonathan Taylor's four weeks that he hasn't played towards the average because availability means something. If you're not available to get me points, then you're not doing me any good. So those three players, or you could have Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith is getting as much points as those guys combined. How about that for a brain teaser? Wow. I've been I wish I could see I wish I could see Grimm's face right now, but I bet you his brain is in a pretzel. I'm glad Tweet's not here because he would see that pretzel and probably get hungry and want to eat it. All right, so that is our quick hitter. NCAA news. I kind of teased on it. We've got photo shoots are banned by the NCAA on unofficial visits. What do you think, Jacob? Moves the needle for you, huh? Who cares? I don't understand. uh, I also, like... If schools are pressuring those kids to do the creepy photo shoots with uh with Brian Kelly, that's not good. But I mean, can't you say no if you don't want to do them? I just don't get. I mean, it. you could... so, so you can make money off of my name, image, and likeness, but like we can't do a photo shoot. Okay. So what? The... You can. So what they're saying is that the. You can put what they're saying is that the the schools were actually hiring somebody to do this. And the schools with more money could hire somebody as opposed to the smaller schools who have to take coaches and resources away from recruiting, etc. And they have to do this thing that apparently they don't like to do. I don't know why. I don't even know how it started in the first place. How did this become popular? I don't know. Yeah, there's no aspiring photographers on every campus across the United States that you could get to also do it. You're right, Jacob. That is a good job on the job learning experience for somebody. That's a great opportunity. If you don't want to do it for free because you're at, I don't know, what, some some small school and that person doesn't want to do it for free. Okay, then you're not the person. We're going to go find another photographer around here that just wants to showcase their work. Yep. Yeah. Brilliant idea. Yeah. NCAA making a rule that doesn't need to exist. Great. (laughs) So then we've got some injury news. We've got uh, Leonard with a high ankle sprain for your team, Jacob. I mean, I guess it was the injuries for you. Uh, And then Brew McCoy, who I saw that video and that was, uh, that was gross. I don't know if you saw it yourself, but that, that didn't look good. So doesn't look good. Looks like he's done for the season. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, not very good. But then, uh, uh, so Jatavian Sanders exited his game 
uh, late. Sounds like he will be back for you, Ian. And then Tez Walker, the NCAA decided, you know what, we're going to let Tez play. Uh, apparently, North Carolina didn't get things to the NCAA that they were trying to get to the NCAA. I don't know. I mean, did you read it? I mean, I read parts of it, and I'm like, I, I don't understand this. North Carolina tried to get things to the NCAA and couldn't, and now they did. I I don't get it. I don't get it, and the, it's not like the NCAA like puts a rush on anything either, because I think we we're still waiting on like what's going to go down with the Iowa Iowa State gambling stuff for like wrestlers for the wrestling season. Like they just changed the rules, like I think today on that. So they're just on their own timetable, and it's annoying. The NCAA has no power, no leverage. I don't really even know why they have it. So, anyways. They're recognized as a governing body right now, but if you're really bad at governing, like, athletics, I guess, throughout the U.S., how long are you going to stay the governing body? They should probably just get better at their job. Like, Like, they're just, like, waffling back and forth on all these different rulings. It's weird. That's it. Pretty light on the NCAA news. Jacob, what do we have for NFL news? Pretty much just that uh, Jonathan Taylor is back at practice. So the aforementioned um, Jonathan Taylor, he's back at practicing. I mean, that's it's got to be awkward. Did you hear? Did you hear part of his interview? I heard it. Yeah. Are you happy to be back? I'm here. <laughs> So we'll see how – I mean, I bet you he'll be productive. He'll probably be eased into things and, uh, I mean, should be fine. But it's a chance to – I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he uh, plays a couple games and then just, you know what, like, ah, my hammy kind of hurts a little bit. I think I need to sit out. He can do that, but, like, who's going to pay him his next contract? He's not going to get the kind of money that he's actually after unless he balls out. Well, it sounds like there was quite the market, the quite the market to obtain him, but the Colts didn't enough teams interested that that didn't give the Colts what they wanted. But if he's out there on the free agent market, I bet you like he's already accrued enough like value that I don't honestly he didn't wouldn't have to play at all this year, and I still think there'd be enough teams interested to pay him enough money. In oh, my opinion. Gosh. I'm, I don't think it's life. Definitely, definitely more than Saquon Barkley's. Yeah, deal. So, which that looks awful because in order to get like all of that money that he had on there, the Giants have to make the playoffs, and they haven't looked very good. So, anyways, I've scored three points at home. <sighs> <laughs> well. Well, luckily, I, th- I think we get a week off before we have to watch them next Sunday, I think. So that's good. Yes. You know, what does the NFL think after Aaron Rodgers goes down and they notice how many Jets games are on national television and primetime games? I mean, if if the Jets can play like they did, you know, last week, then, you know. It, it won't be too bad. I just don't envision that'll be something that they're able to consistently do. No, probably not. But huge media market. So there's probably yeah. going to get viewership on those games. I mean, they probably should supplement them for all the uh, Taylor Swift games that will be played. Think yeah. about how many viewers they would get. A lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. League news. We've got our QB minutes here. We got all of our Malik Willis fans uh, with zero stats this week. Uh, Tanner McKee, you know, Nate, your uh, your guy there, Tanner McKee with no stats. Then we got DTR. We got to see the DTR show this last week. Uh, Watson out with a, a shoulder injury, tried to give it a go, couldn't. We got to see how that trade, uh, I don't even remember all that it was, but we got to see some DTR. And he did not disappoint. 1.24 points he uh, he gave Patrick. I mean, on Patrick's bench, I don't think he started him. 
but <sighs> that was electric. I can give you the stats here. Uh, 19 for 36, 121 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions, four rushes for 24 yards. I mean, electric stuff here. Jacob, any thoughts on DTR? He looked terrible. <laughs> a, a, a little different than the preseason. And it makes you wonder how bad Kellen Mond was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they cut him. Well, we also, I wanted to do, uh, oh, so we got Tajay Spears. Nate's got to get his Tajay Spears information in there. Five attempts for 40 yards, three receptions for 18. Got 8.8 points. I also want to talk about the hot take update. We haven't talked about it yet. We're through four weeks. At one point, Nate said, hot take, Tajay Spears will score more touchdowns than uh, Traylon Burks. We're right now, we're, we're tied at zero um, through four weeks. So it's, it's a heated battle here. Yes. Any, any thoughts, Jacob? Are you worried that uh, Tajay might, might beat Burks in the touchdown department? That Tajay will? No. 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 I'm worried about Burks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we've got league trades. We went up one. We went to 53 trades just moments ago before we aired. We had Chad just cozying up. And his like we got some cold temperatures coming. He's he's fucking walking around like Connor McGregor right now wearing uh the Joe Namath fur coat walking around his basement. Chad gets Jerry Judy, Jaden Rashada, a 2024 NCAA first and fifth. In return, Tweet gets Roma Dunze and a 2024 NCAA seventh. Wow. Wow. Chad might have like two coats, one that he wears like on his arms that covers his back and then like a snuggie on the front. What are your thoughts, Jacob? That's a terrible trade tweet. Um, Chad definitely won that one. I mean, we can look back at it later, but I, I thought tweet really liked Jerry Judy. Apparently not. Apparently it's nothing. And then Jaden Rashada, Chad ends up, I think he took a, uh, what quarterback did he take in the um, supplemental draft this last year? He took uh, the UCLA quarterback, Dante Moore. Dante Moore. So he gets yep. Dante Moore and Jaden Rashada for his college team. Bolsters that, plus Jerry Judy in a first and a fifth next year. Bravo to you, Chad. Waivers ran. Nate got Omarion Miller, another Buffalo. I mean, Jesus, Nate. More Buffaloes? I mean, I get it. He had a big game, but I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm not bought in on Omarion Miller quite yet. But he did have a, a pretty big game. And, Nate, you must be the biggest Buffs fan. And when Dion says, do you believe? Nate. You believe. Grim, not as many buffs on this team. So, oh no, you don't believe. Now let's get to our NCAA Week 5 recaps. I'm going to get my phone, get my uh, matchups up here. Give me a quick second. Jacob, do you want to filibuster for anything? Here in the, in the meantime, are there any players that are you know maybe on the trade block that you want to talk about? Uh, while I while I get this up here, and um, I'm talking about uh, the lineups, nothing else. Yeah, I guess uh, I got a lot of people that are open for trade. I don't know. I would have to make some pretty significant college moves to. I think I, I can probably make playoffs still. But to actually beat Luke in the playoffs is going to be tough. So I'm probably not willing to give up anything on the NFL side. 
but if people are looking for some college producers, I I got that. So, and obviously looking for more guys I can start in the flex positions as we get into bye weeks for NFL side. So, all right, filibuster just long enough. Recap: Luke versus Patrick. Uh, I want to talk about Ashton Gentry scores forty two point five points, five receptions, fifty three yards. Two touchdowns, uh, rece- receiving and two touchdowns rushing on 82 yards. Ashton Gentry has been a animal this year. I am curious to see if he moves up to the P5 next year. But uh, he's been pretty electric and, and pretty fun to watch. Not only has he been one of the best backs in the G5, but all of college football. Then Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers just carried Georgia on his back there in that game. Is there a chance that Brock Bowers goes to New York for the Heisman finalists? I don't think he'll win it, but do you think he gets invited? I could see it. Like if he's the reason that Georgia is still undefeated by the time we roll around to like Heisman voting. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think he wins it over. I just think Caleb Williams and uh, Penix are going to put up huge numbers this year. And they're going to continue to do that. Yep. I think who else? Yeah. In that conversation, but. Yeah, I think I think Bowers could get an invite. I don't, yeah, I don't. If you see one of those Washington wide receivers, like, take a step forward and basically become, like, 40% of the market share there, that wide receiver is probably going to be at the Heisman Trophy whatever it is, but. And then uh, just talked about my single digits. So Terrell Vaughn, zero targets, zero points. I played Jalen McMillan, didn't have anybody to switch him out for. He got me zero. Uh, Pafoli Ashlock, 6.6. Jamari Thrash, 7.4. Just a, a lot of a lot of duds in there, and I still scored 269 points. So what could have been? Terrell Vaughn, that's surprising. Yeah, usually he gets peppered. Like 14 targets a game. Yeah, so not sure exactly uh, what happened there. Uh, For Patrick, I just want to talk about the quarterbacks. You got Jackson Dart, 50.56 points. J.J. McCarthy, 27.24. More quarterbacks that are coming up. You got Drake May on your team. Uh, started him. He was on a bye, so uh, interesting there. Um, but then Brian Thomas continues to roll for LSU, 38.4 points, eight receptions, 124 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Jacob, you kind of touched on this uh, two podcasts ago or something like that. Of like, hey, he's kind of like this sneaky guy that I, I think is like really good. Yep. I mean, he's got good size, good speed. Uh, plays in the SEC, is right now dominating the SEC competition. So, see if it continues. Maybe he gets he gets in that second round range. Season series, Luke moves to 4-0 versus Patrick with a point differential of plus 492.28 points. Woof. Moving on to our next matchup. We have Tweet versus Chad. So in this one, Chad pulls it out, but uh, I want to talk about Tagovailoa. Uh, uh, Jacob, you you traded him to Chad. He scored him 51.58 points, 352 yards passing, five passing touchdowns, 15 yards rushing, and a touchdown on the ground for six total touchdowns. Then we've got Estime, 26.6 points, Estimates kind of looked like I don't want to statistically he's been the best running back for this year. Uh, I think he's a solid day end of day two running back beginning of day three. I think uh, I think he's fine. Like Brian Robinson. Yeah, I, I was I was actually thinking that so that that. I could definitely see him starting for a team. Yeah. 
and then uh, Kiami Vidal. Uh, it's just been funny because every time Chad starts him, like he doesn't do all that great, and when he sits him, he he does well. So he actually picked a great week to play him. Uh, scored him twenty three point two points. Then you look at Tweet's team, who came into this four and zero. Like I said, he loses. How comfortable do you feel? Like I, was, I, I forgot that he wasn't here, but like, how comfortable do you think he can feel knowing he's four and one and his team can look this bad? I mean, we gave Grim all this crap about his team, but Tweets he put up one hundred fifty six point nine six points, and a lot of us thought he was a front runner to win the championship. Like, I don't care if you're the front runner; usually, your team's still still going to score. Like, hey, you got just outbeat, but like, this was a poor showing, just gross across the board so many single digits he started two guys who didn't even play jacob what are you thinking if you're tweets team that he might make playoffs because he started off like he's he's four and oh right or four and one mm-hmm. yeah he's four and one so he's probably gonna make playoffs because we only got 10 weeks before playoffs start but the reality is is he's not scoring at a rate where he's going to win a championship. So then what's the point? And then he, you know, he tries to get Roma Dunze. So we'll see if that's enough. See if the Penix to Roma Dunze connection will be enough to propel him that stack. Yeah, but he gave up a first round pick. Yeah. So all we know is that Tweet makes some questionable decisions when he's been drinking yes. on vacation. So. Coming into this week, Chad had a 2-0 record versus Tweet, and the point differential is like 5.5 points. Really close games. Well, now Chad is 3-0, and he's plus 103.66 points. Really blew it out of the water here. Our next game, Grim versus Corey. So we've got 1-3 Grim versus 3-1 Corey. Well, let's talk about the yeah, Jimmy Horn, 29.3 points for Grimm. We've got Wilson getting 21.8. Roman Wilson, that is. We've got, uh, not, I don't think it was Jer- uh, Samuel Brown with 26.3 points. And then Burks, I'm trying to think, uh, who was that? Dion. Dion Burks out of Purdue with... 19.3 points. I believe those are all four waiver pickups for Graham in his starting lineup, and they accounted for 43% of his points. Guys, we start three quarterbacks, two wide receivers, or two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and five flex. That's 14 guys, and he had four of them score about half of his points. Granted, great pickups, Graham, especially for this week. Did what you're, you know, that's what you hope that your pickups do. Also embarrassing that they're about half of your points. But, hey, good, like I said, good for you picking up those those guys. Wasn't enough this week as, as Corey wins. Corey, I didn't talk about this in the news, but Brennan Armstrong got you 4.58 points. He has been benched for MJ Morris this week. So we'll get to see what that looks like for NC State. They play... Uh, Marshall this week so at home shouldn't be too tough a contest get to kind of roll him out there see what that looks like so definitely if he's in your lineup for this week want to get him out and then you've got um, Tez Johnson the Southern Bears boy uh, zero points so that big frame there with Tez not getting you any points and then you got uh Raymond Davis for Kentucky just putting up a huge game, 53.9 points, one reception for nine yards and a receiving touchdown, three rushing touchdowns for two, 280 yards rushing. Big game against Florida. Uh, t- it, I mean, he made up for your Brennan Armstrong and and Grim, Grim falls in this one again. Corey moves to 2-1 all-time against Graham with a plus 74.06 point differential. Our next matchup, we have 2-2 two two Ian versus the 1-3 Brett. This one was a close one. 
So, Brett, I want to talk about we have Dylan Gabriel that scores you 46.34 points, 366 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception, two rushing touchdowns for 37 yards. Then we have Torrey Horton just tore it up against, I think it was Dixie State or something like that. Got you 50.7 points, 10 receptions, 227 yards, and three touchdowns. He, like, had him cooked by, like, the first quarter. He had, like, two touchdowns. It was it was uh, comical. But that's kind of, like, all you needed here. Then you look at the lackluster QB play for Ian. Mikey Keene, 16.76 points. Joe Milton, 11.96 points. Man, how disappointing has Tennessee just been this year? The offense just didn't look doesn't look like it did last year. Joe Milton been a disappointment for you there, Ian. And then Preston Stone, seventeen point four points. So Brett wins this game by eleven point some odd points. Ian, if your quarterbacks just do their average, Keen scored eleven points less than his average for the season. Milton scored 18 points less this week than his average. Stone scored less, eight points less than his average. That's 37 points. You win by 25. If your quarterbacks just do their average, they didn't. You need to hype them up. You need a hype man. You need to do photo shoots. You need more official visits or something. You need to get the guys going, maybe bring Dion in. Um, you need to do something. Uh, Cause I mean, Brett's the wheels are falling off, but he's he's starting to pick it up. I think this might be two in a row for Brett, and and he moves now to two and three. Brett is also three and overs you uh, all time, Ian, with a point differential of plus eight hundred or eight hundred eighty point nine zero points. Then we've got Jacob one and three versus Nate two and two. The NCAA has looked at all of uh, the evidence. Nate has uh, filed a motion to overrule the, like, make this game a win for him because um, last week Jacob said he was never going to start Frank Gore Jr. again. He was not going to get into his lineup. Frank Gore Jr., let me look. Yes, Frank Gore Jr. made it into his lineup for 25.7 points. He had 123 yards rushing, two touchdowns, lost a fumble, three receptions for four yards. This also helped Jacob beat Nate. The NCAA has looked at everything. They find the win valid. Uh... Jacob did nothing wrong. Just like every other coach tries to throw uh, everybody's scent off their trail. Uh, some coaches use a little bit more uh, like, oh, you know, he's progressing well day by day, you know, a little bit. I mean, Jacob decided to just like, you know, hey, look at this over here in the left hand while I hit you with this on the right. Uh, it's a little okie doke. So, Jacob, what was the thought process in, you know, these mind games with Nate this week? First off, I would just like to say I have a lot of courage and a lot more courage than some of these other schools. And I would just like to say I don't care what the NCAA thinks. And I don't care about the ruling. <laughs> We're winners over here, and we won. So that that's number one. Number two, I'm surprised you didn't talk about the other um, – the other school that just came out of nowhere and was like, I have a problem with it too. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my name's oh is that, is that gr- my name's Tim and I got a problem with it too. Well, guess what? Didn't even affect him. Didn't even affect him. He's over there in Alaska trying to build a program with Malamutes and <laughs> he just needs to mind his own business. Let's just put it that way. So what was your question now? What was your question? I I mean, like, what was what was the thought process for these mind games you were playing here's with Nate? I mean, here's the thought process: Frank Gore is still trash, and Frank Gore Jr. I should say his dad was pretty good. Frank Gore Jr. still trash. Don't plan on starting him except for maybe this week because there's more. You know, <laughs> we might. okay. 
That's the thought. I mean, there was no thought process. And then, and then I look at your roster. You also decided to not start a tight end at all. You, you know, it's just one. like our intro. I have one. Are all of them hurt? One of them. The other one doesn't play. Yeah. I mean, it, it just reminds me of our intro music. Just drop your nuts. That's what you got to do. Still one. No big deal. Um, and, the, and then the other thing I want to talk about, Jane Daniels, 54.46 points. Did you watch any of the old Miss LSU game? Because that yeah. was a no defense. I actually bet the under in that game, and uh, that did not look very good uh, pretty early. That's what happens when you have all that NFL talent on the field on offense. You know, you just get these high scoring games. 54.46 points. I believe you even put him on the block if somebody wants a, a quarterback. He, he's out there. But everybody, everybody's trying to get, get my NFL guys now. Like, they're like, oh, Jacob, your team stinks, blah, blah, blah. We're going to talk crap about it. And then everybody's reaching out, like, hey, what do you want from Malik Neighbors? I want a lot. Okay. A lot. Then then we go over to the other side. We look at Nate's team. Darren Grager scores him 4.22 points. Um, and Shadur Sanders scores 47.84 points. Grim hates Shadur Sanders. He hates Buffalo players. He decided, you know, he wasn't a good fit. He sends him to Nate for practically nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ Hawkinson. I mean... Obviously, Nate is a true Buffalo lover, and you know I just had to bring Grimm's name into this because he's always bringing our names into other things. So uh, I felt like I needed to bring that up. Then we look at other players on his team. Blake Watson, 27.3 points. He has been fun to watch in the G5 level. I think he's got sneaky like day, like round six, round seven draft potential. I think he... Uh, he catches the ball really well. He was a wide receiver in high school, moved uh, to running back when he was at Old Dominion, and catches the ball really well. So I think he could be used as a satellite back in the NFL. But, Nate, you had Donovan Smith on your bench. Donovan Smith scored you 43.3 points. If you play him instead of Granger, you win this game. You got to manage better. Like it's like watching the Broncos out there with you managing this team. I don't, I don't know. Nate, you still own the series, but hey, Jacob, you get your first win against uh, Nate. Nate is now two and one with a plus fifty seven point seven eight point differential. That is our week five NCAA recaps. Jacob, you want to take on week four NFL recaps? Yeah, I will. But first, last week on the NCAA side, that was easy work. That's what I'd like to say. So now for NFL recaps. Let me scroll up here. I wrote these about five minutes before we got on here. I can attest. All right. First matchup, me versus Corey. I won. Corey's team has been going ditch to ditch. Week one, 120 points. Week two, 170 points. Week three, 180. This week, 130. Very inconsistent start to the season. Next matchup, Luke versus Chad. Luke gets the win. Chad with a down week. Chad's team looks like it could compete for a playoff spot, but it will need to pick the correct quarterback combo week to week to get there. He's got about four guys, and I don't know – you don't really like any of them, but two of them are probably going to be pretty good each week. And start Jerry Judy, I guess. Yeah, and start yeah Jerry Judy. All right, Nate versus Patrick. Nate bounces back with a league average performance, but let's be real, a pretty good effort for this squad. Patrick's team missed the bus. Joe Burrow continues to let down this, this squad – Patrick's team has gone from being the Tiger Kings to Carol Baskin. (laughs) (laughs) And as my nieces would sing sometimes for their TikTok videos, Carol Baskin, she murdered her husband, whacked him. 
can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snack in. What's happening? Carol Baskin. The end. You know what is funny? I know when this airs and we go on to TikTok, Grim will have a TikTok around that. Yes. For sure. Grim's definitely yep. seen the actual like song. Yep. Yep. Next matchup, Ian versus Tweet. Ian gets the win, putting up big points. The Southern Bear is back at the bottom of the league in scoring. Welcome back, Bear. The maggots and worms have missed you. Tim <laughs> versus Brett. Tim, the tool man hater, gets the win over Brett. Top 12 quarterback, Mac Jones, scores 0.7 points and maybe loses his job. So uh, good matchup here. That's it. All right, power rankings. We don't have any. We want to wish our our best uh, to Ian, one of the power rankers, and and his family as they recover uh, from COVID. Hopefully, you guys get better soon. But yeah, we we dropped the ball here. Life got got in the way. Um, but we'll be hopefully be back next week with some power rankings. I just assume I'm on top. Jacob here at the bottom. Haters gonna hate. And you know, bulletin board material. I mean, I, honestly, I think two things. So this week, you play Grim on both sides. It's the Hater Bowl. Hater Raid's going to be flowing. Grim didn't want to do the power rankings because he's putting all of his effort. He's crunching everything into that five star notebook, figuring out the optimal lineup to play to beat you on both sides. And I could, I, you know. I'm okay with that. Like that's devotion. Um, and I mean, I, I just can't blame him for taking time away to give his team the best chance to win. Uh, is there anything you want to say to all your haters out there? Uh, who's really paying attention to these, these games against Tim, the tool man hater. Just keep hating. Um, we love it. We don't need to be liked, okay? Is it true that Deion Sanders has reached out to you and you guys have really bonded over what it's like to have people against you? He reached out to me. He asked for an assistant coach job on my staff. That's that's all I can say. I mean, I he he likes again. We're he likes the swagger that our team has. We're also an audio medium, and I, I should have mentioned this before, but Jacob is wearing uh, his prime sunglasses, so he's blocking all the haters uh, with those glasses. Do you actually – that's not why I'm wearing them. I'm actually wearing the oh. prime sunglasses because our future is too bright, and I need to keep the shades on. I understand. I understand. Okay. So Southern Bear – uh, not here, but he has given us his picks. So let me log in to get those picks here. Season stats on the NCAA side. He is 19 and six. Nate versus tweet this week. He made it pretty, uh, pretty light on the info. He takes tweet. He takes himself. Chad versus Luke. This is his game of the week and he is going to select Luke. Patrick versus Brett. Does Patrick even play fantasy anymore? Give me Brett. Corey versus Ian. He takes Ian. Belleville versus Tim Jim Grimm. Belleville beats his number one hater because Tim's team is garbage. <laughs> that, that, is, that is the Bears picks for the NCAA side. Why was uh, the Bears, a little, why was the Bears that? side? Why was the bear so fired up on that one? I, I, he didn't really care about anybody else's. He just cared about yours. You're <laughs> like, it's like your guys's matchup is, you know, the Colorado games. Everyone's watching. Everyone is watching. I'm sh- assuming that's all that people are going to be talking about in the chat is, you know, what this matchup looks like. So a little stats to it. Uh, Luke five and zero. 
Chad three and two. Luke is all time three and overs. Chad with a one seventeen point nine point differential advantage. Tweet four and one. Nate two and three. They are one and one against each other. While Nate has a positive eight point nine two points. So another tight one there uh, in the point differential. Ian two and three versus Corey four and one. Ian is two and one all time against Corey with a plus. 173.56 point differential. Patrick versus Brett. They are one and one, with Brett only having a point differential of 28.92 points. Let me take you back in time. Week seven, year one, Patrick defeats Brett 218.82 points to 171.72. Brett, never forget. Jacob, two and three versus Grimm, one and four, one and one. This is, you know, the rubber match here. Jacob owns a point differential of 100.46 points. I didn't go back to look at that, but that's a large point differential for being one and one. So must have really crushed it one game. Southern Bears, week five NFL picks. On the season, he is 10 and five. Tweet versus Chad, upset of the week. Can it even be an upset if they both stink? Tweet wins. Chad, back to the seller. Luke versus Nate. He picks Luke. Patrick versus Corey. He picks Corey since Patrick probably doesn't update his lineup anymore. Ian versus Brett. He selects Ian. Belleville versus Grimm. The game of the week. This is the week of the Hater Bowl. The people that just hate, love, hating on each other they hate they love hating on each other i don't know bear says good anybody i don't hate on anybody except nate (laughs) nate take your complaints (laughs) and get out of here bear says good night grim give me belleville he he takes you on the ncw or on the nfl side i haven't looked at the matchup he put him to sleep Put him he to sleep. Yeah, write him a story and everything. I uh, I haven't looked at the scores for this week. How how did – I'm sure he played fields. How's he started, it looking? He started three bears, and so I'm like, yes, I got this thing in the bag, but then the bears actually did something. It does look like the bears could lose, though, the game, even though they were up like 27 to 3 at half. Fields with 32.74 points right now. Herbert out of the game with 7 point. Six and uh, we got Komet with a pretty respectable fifteen point two points. What are your thoughts about Grim playing Komet, Hawkinson, Kelsey, and Kittle for his team? Like, do you think it's optimal to play that many running or that many tight ends in a non tight end premium league? Mm, I don't know. They're scoring, so I don't. I mean, I'm like I'm playing Curtis Samuel. It's kind of the same situation, right? Like we have so many. Yeah. Flex spots that just get a body in there. Yeah, I, I hear you. So the last thing I want to talk about uh, is our college standings. Like Jacob said, there's only 10 weeks, you know, for the playoffs. I've done some dive diving into the stats. The earliest somebody has like mathematically locked up a playoff spot has been week seven. Mathematically, there is a way for them to you know fall out. So you have about two weeks uh, to really, or no, yeah, two weeks to figure out what you're doing. If you're going to make moves, it's probably now is about the time you want to make a move, set the market, whatever you want to do. But if you look on the east side, we get we take the top two uh, records. We got Corey at four and one, Chad at three and two, Brett. At two and three, he might fight his way back into a playoff spot here. Uh, Dennis at one and four, and Patrick at zero oh and five. If he doesn't get a win in the next two weeks, he will be mathematically eliminated. And then on the other side, on the west, a little bit tougher of the division, we have myself at five and one. Then we have uh, Tweet at four and one. Ian at two and three. Nate at two and three, and yourself, Jacob, at two and three. 
mathematically not out of it. And if you look, we take the top two in each division and then the next two best records. Currently, that would be, um, I think, you and Ian. Or no, it would be Nate and Ian. Uh, 11... 83. So a close one between Nate, Ian, yourself, and, and Brett. But I think uh, you'd be fourth with points. So like any win can can change can change things here. So still a tight battle to make the playoffs. But that is, is all I have. Jacob, do you have anything else? Nope. What's your favorite color of Haterade? Mm, I'm kind of a lemon lime person, but fruit punch is for weirdos. So, do you think Grim? I bet you Grim likes like the frost or like the fierce, the fierce grape or the frost. Grim's definitely a, Grim. Let us know. Tim definitely drinks fruit punch, and he has like the Kool Aid stash. <laughs> so Grim, let us know what kind of haterade you like to drink. Uh, we'll know. I want to see a victory. Um, wh- whichever one of you wins, I-, I want. We need to talk about it on the podcast next week. So, Grim, if you happen to win, I need you available. I need you to talk. Maybe do a little segment if uh, we have time on the weekend or something to do something. So, anyways, that's all we have tonight, Jacob. In an effort to help you beat Grim this week, don't, don't forget help. to start your studs. Don't, don't forget to start your studs. And don't hate the player, hate the game. And I'm Triple H. Good night. Good night.